Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1744. Seven Qualities of a Conscious, Loving Relationship, part two, by Mark Chernoff of markandangel.com. Hello, everybody. I am Greg Audino, and welcome back to part two of this great and widely encompassing article we began yesterday from Mark Chernoff about what it looks like to be in a conscious and loving relationship. Make sure you listen to part one if you haven't, so you can get the full effect. But otherwise, we're going to continue on to part two with more of my commentary at the end like usual. So let's get to it as we optimize your life. Seven Qualities of a Conscious, Loving Relationship, Part 2, by Mark Chernoff of markandangel.com. Number 4. Disagreements are dealt with positively. When disagreements in a relationship arise, the easiest thing to do is run away, especially if you're not a confrontational person by nature. But you have to catch yourself, because this isn't just about you and whether or not you feel like dealing with your differences. It's about what your relationship needs in order to grow and thrive in the long run. You have to put your relationship's needs ahead of your own for a moment. Both people must be committed to dealing with disagreements openly, because running from them will only make matters more difficult to deal with down the road. One of the most simple and effective tools that people in relationships can use to ease the process of dealing with disagreements is using positive language. Relationships flourish when two people are able to share their innermost feelings and thoughts in a positive way. One effective method of doing this during a disagreement is to do your best to avoid using the word you, and try to use the word I instead. This makes it much easier to express your true feelings while avoiding the possibility of verbally attacking the other person. So, instead of saying, you are wrong, try saying, I don't understand. Instead of telling them, you always dot dot dot. Try saying, I often feel dot dot dot. It's a subtle shift that can make a big difference. Number five, both people are allowed to save face. My grandmother once told me, when somebody backs themselves into a corner, look the other way until they get themselves out, and then act as though it never happened. Allowing someone to save face in this way and not reminding them of what they already know is not their most intelligent behavior, is an act of great kindness. This is possible when you realize that people typically behave in such ways because they are in a place of momentary suffering. They react to their own thoughts and feelings, and their behavior often has nothing to do with you. At some point, we all inevitably have unreasonable mood swings. We all have bad days. Giving your partner and friends the space to save face and not taking things personally when they're occasionally upset, cranky, or having a bad day, 
is a priceless gift. Even if you are unquestionably right, and they are unquestionably wrong, when emotions are flying high and you force them to lose face, you're simply bruising their ego. You're accomplishing nothing but diminishing their own worth in their own eyes. Do your best to let the people in your life preserve their dignity. Give them space, let the emotions settle, and then have a rational conversation using the positive communication tactics that we discussed in point number four. Number six, personal growth is habitually sought and supported. You know how to tell if something is alive and well. You look for evidence of growth. Conscious, loving relationships contain two people who are committed to lifelong learning and growth. They're curious about things. They're keen to learn from the world and from each other. And because of their love for learning, they afford each other the freedom to develop as individuals within the relationship. Throughout a decade of coaching our students, Angel and I have seen lots of unhappy relationships that were caused primarily by one or both people being clingy. In a nutshell, these clingy people didn't want their friends or partners to change. But here's the simple truth. Change is a part of the universe, and human beings are no exception. If you want to have a successful relationship, you've got to embrace personal growth with open arms and all the changes that come with it. Conscious, loving relationships always move in the direction of personal growth, for the relationship as a whole and for each individual in it. When you connect with a true friend or partner, this person helps you find the best in yourself. In this way, neither of you actually meet the best in each other. You both grow into your best selves by spending time together and nurturing each other's growth. Number seven, love prevails. This final point encompasses the previous six and then some. In a conscious, loving relationship, two people love each other more than they need each other. Because of this, the relationship itself becomes a safe haven to practice love. And love ultimately is a practice, a daily rehearsal of honesty, presence, communication, acceptance, forgiveness, and stretching the heart and mind through new and vulnerable dimensions. Sadly, sometimes we treat love like it's a destination. We want to arrive at that perfect feeling all the time, and when we don't, we're not satisfied with what the relationship has become. But this is missing the whole point of love, and it's not a conscious thing to do. Love is a daily journey. It's showing up for all the unexpected and inconvenient nuances of a relationship, taking a deep breath, and asking yourself, what would love do here? The answer will be different almost every time. And because of this, you will be driven to think and grow beyond yourself. A conscious, loving relationship is intensely committed to being the embodiment of love. And through the mutual devotion two people practice, a continuous stream of tenderness, affection, and wisdom shows up in their lives and in their relationship in immeasurable ways that they could have never imagined or planned for. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Seven Qualities of a Conscious, Loving Relationship by Mark Chernoff of MarkAndAngel.com Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
And there we have it, part two and the entire article from Mark. Thanks so much, Tim, for sharing. Great points in both part one and two, of course. And in today's excerpt, I really, uh, really like this idea about saving face. Most people will probably find that this is not so easy. And that's okay. It's allowed to be an ongoing process to some degree. And if this sounds like you, I suggest that you go a layer deeper and think critically about what in particular you or your partner uh, like to win about. When is saving face harder to allow? You see, just as we can learn skills about listening and supporting and arguing with our partners, we must also learn what's driving us. What are our pain points that lead to these types of skirmishes? And how can we work with them specifically? Understanding why they mean so much to us and how to manage those urges in addition to learning about you know, how to argue constructively. To me, this is the real work that will help us be more graceful when letting our partner save face. And it should not be ignored, though it often is, unfortunately. Okay, that is going to bring us to the end of this one, everybody. However, it is not the end of the day. We've got our weekly Sunday bonus episode available now as well. So be sure to check that one out before you sign off for the day. I thank you for being here, and I hope to see you over there in 1745 now as well. That's where your optimal life awaits.